Charvamamma. <laughs> Hello, Starlight. Welcome to Astrologize It. This is a podcast for anyone who wants a practical explanation of astrology with an easy application to everyday stuff. We're your guides and co-hosts on this stellar journey. I'm Steve. And I'm Julia. Grab a mug, a snack, and a blankie. Unless you're driving. And join us on a peaceful frolic through the world of Taurus. So on today's podcast, we have, Steve and I have our good friend, Slow, here. Uh, Slow, Steve and I worked together uh, at a metaphysical store here in the Twin Cities, and that's how we got to know each other. Um, but also, we are friends over social media, and we've hung out together, and have done some amazing interplay work with Slow before, so um, Slow had... Uh, a lot has happened in the past uh, year or so. And so when it came to Taurus season, we were like, oh my goodness, this is the perfect person to have uh, to talk about Taurus energy. So Slow, could you introduce yourself and then provide us your big astrology three, your sun, your moon, and your ascendant? Yeah. Well, I am a, uh, I consider myself an artist, a community facilitator, um, and I care a lot about uh, lots of different things, youth work, um, indigenous uh, communities, and I um, have my sun in Scorpio, uh, my moon in Leo, and my rising is Taurus. Mm, mm -hmm. Gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Gorgeous. So, uh, Slow and I have done a reading before, and uh, when we did a reading, I noticed that Slow has a lot of very uh, big Scorpio placements. There's a lot of Scorpio in your chart, so um, you you know your astrology well. So, um, what are those Scorpio placements for you, and how have you seen those play out in your life? Yeah, I have, um, like I said, my sun in Scorpio. I also have Pluto and Venus and Mercury all in Scorpio. Oh, hey, um, Pluto and <laughs> Venus are one degree away from my sun, so they're like fused um, together. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm still exploring what all that means in my life, but um, Scorpio is like... I see it partially as like my deep desire to understand my my own mind mm -hmm. and explore um, the um, uh, ins and outs of what it means to be human. And a lot of that, um, I think, has to do with, well, some of that has to do with like um, my uh, journey around mental health. And um, I don't, I don't think that different signs like point to mental health issues maybe but um I ha have uh, bipolar and that's um been a huge transformation in my life around getting to know my mind because um having that um I actually have bipolar type one where you uh deal with um psychosis so a disconnect from reality um that's pretty intense and so I had to go down the journey of getting to know my mind really well mm -hmm. so I could see when it started to shift 
and started to lose grasp with reality. Um, and that empowered me to, um, that kind of led me down this road to finding my Taurus rising. And so I learned about Taurus um, uh, and learned that it's about grounding, about slowing down, about um, being fully in my body and in, in um, tactile like sense experiences, which is the perfect medicine for Scorpio because mm -hmm. Scorpio is so psychological. Um, and I mean, I literally would be disconnected from my body and reality itself mm -hmm. with my, with my bipolar. So Taurus like is the perfect medicine for that. So I have memories of when I was breaking, um, my cycle cause I have very strange bipolar cycle every 21 months for some reason it's every 21 months I have, um, a breakthrough, an episode. And so, uh, the past, um, for, for about nine years, I was hospitalized with psychosis. I would become super energetic. I wouldn't make sense. Um, and I really do believe, you know, back in the day, I think people with mental health um, issues might have been revered or upheld mm. as like, you know, shamans or something in societies, you know. But mm. in this society, people can't take the not making sense. <laughs> yes. yes. That's and true. So, that's so true. <laughs> so anyway, I was hospitalized um, on a cycle of every 21 months, and I just broke that cycle a few years ago. Um, and Taurus, I really credit with that breakthrough because um, along with medication, I, thank goodness for modern medication. I mean, no shame to anyone. There's there's some shame in society about like taking needing medication. There's all yeah. the shame in society, and, yeah. which is so rude. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it when I, I started my journey with mental health medication, mm -hmm. um, one of the things that surprised me is that medication has been one of the biggest tools towards spiritual development mm -hmm. because I could actually hear myself mm -hmm. <laughs> instead of the thoughts in my brain. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so big plug for medication. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because if... I really think, like, it's kind of a privilege to say, like, oh, I don't need medication or whatever else. When some people, some brains, some bodies have the the beauty of being able to rely on something that we didn't used to have in the past, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so my stability in medication, I'm very grateful for. Um, but along with the medication, this exploration of Taurus has been so amazing. And I think I have memories of when I would... Um, you know, have symptoms, and uh, I deal with, in bipolar, you have hypomania, and then you have mania. Hypomania is where you're able to, like, make sense and talk in society, but I'm a little sharper, my sense is a little more, um, a little more sensitive, um, uh, and um, maybe more clever and, like, creative, um, and then there's the mania, where it's like, I'm throwing things, <laughs> I'm not making any sense, I'm loud, um, and so I, like I said, with the Scorpio journey is like seeing my mind shift very slightly and then being able to lean into that Scorpio. So like I would, I would, um, cook myself meals and just be absorbed in the smells of the spices, the textures of the vegetables that I was cutting and, and just be in my body fully and like eating with my eyes closed and the smells. And it's just, you know, that's like part of Taurus, I think, is that, is that, um, you know, ruled by Venus and like 
the, the body and beauty and, and the senses. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's been very important uh, in my in my journey of, of Scorpio is that balance of Taurus. So, yeah, well, and and when we first started working together, mm-hmm. um, you brought to my attention this beautiful practice that you do just to take a moment to yourself. Could mm-hmm. you describe what you do uh, for yeah. the listeners? Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I really love, um, and I've just gotten back into this recently, my Qigong practice. And Qigong is like movement and meditation um, and um, with the breath. And so um, I actually, I don't know if, if are, are you referring to the Wumtra practice? Um, you would do, some, you would do um, like the slow down with your hands and then... Yeah kind of put your hands on your stomach yes. and um, close your eyes, take a, take a moment, take a breath or two, mm-hmm. and then you would actually be able to, um, well, from my perspective, it was like you're taking that moment to find like, where is slow? Kind of a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So the, uh, the shift is kind of what I was really, really observing of like, shoot, this is literally the act that we should all be able to take for ourselves yes. in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love uh, going, always going back to when <laughs> we like to get intense together. Mm-hmm. So our Scorpios <laughs> love to dance. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you, you brought up like, hey, Steve, I'm, I'm going to be like taking a second and then we need to stop being intense. <laughs> <laughs> And that's like the, oh, right, because sometimes I I have a difficult time when I'm like, I'm digging, I'm Scorpio right yep. now, and then it's like, oh, I got to come up for air. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of Scorpio at this table. Um, <laughs> I had some advice from um, a therapist once where um, she brought up that there are a lot of people in this world that need to go into the feelings and like take time to be in the feeling. It's like that is helpful for a lot of people. For some people, and I'm going to say people with Scorpio placements, you find that the well is bottomless. Mm -hmm. Uh, The amount of feeling and intensity does not come to an end. It's a bottomless well. Um, and Scorpio wants to like keep digging to the root. That's like Scorpio's strength is I want to investigate. I can sit in ick. I can sit in pain and uncomfortable things to get to the truth of the matter. But sometimes we have to be aware that there is no bottom to find little Scorpion and you need to stop. Just mm. stop it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um And so Taurus, the opposite sign uh, from Scorpio, gets this reputation of being superficial and surface level. And it is. And that's why it's so wise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, instead of this, like, oh, it's so surface, it's so basic. It's like, actually, what we need is basic. So many of us need to find the basic, the what, are, what do you actually need to be alive? <laughs> well, and let's use, let's bring up a different word than basic. Mm-hmm. Simple. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, simple gets a bad rap. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, so does basic. Um, 
hello pumpkin spice latte but like the the simplicity of life is like the antithesis of modern day culture Mm -hmm. because everything is fast everything is new everything is that it's like where do I get to slow down Mm -hmm. in the moment when am I allowed to actually provide that uh I'll say permission slip to myself kind Mm -hmm. of a thing so Mm -hmm. Taurus just slowing down the simplicity of it um where else do you observe Taurus coming out for you in your life slow yeah um yeah I wanted to say that like uh I've incorporated moments of pause throughout my day I have um devotionals that I call them I have things I say to myself when I use the restroom uh, when I um come home and I have a little mini altar at my doorway I um I also have a practice which I would like to do now actually um which I just do at the start of every activity and I tend to forget to do at the beginning so I do it (laughs) when I remember um but I call it my womtra and uh that the names just kind of come to me but I think connecting we all have like a womb space and like that power to create and 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 um, produce and so anyway it's a kind of a take off the word mantra but womtra um, because it's a mantra and then I laugh at the end and so I'm gonna do that it has a couple sounds to it um, and then I'll laugh and then I'll continue so it goes like this Sharvam Mama <laughs> and of course if people are comfortable they can always join in the yeah. laugh <laughs> and so having practices like the that what the mantra that the, i was given this um as a part of a um yogi path i had a friend from india who i lived with um and the mantra meant i do this for the benefit of all things so starting each thing with that intention and that that wholeness you know but I think the Taurus piece is like finding places to pause throughout my day you know Mm -hmm. and how important it is to um you know uh just ground Mm -hmm. and like feel my body and like um yeah I think uh stillness and um pausing has been a part of Taurus and so maybe um yeah, I'd love to move into the uh, um, the big announcement that I made uh, over about a month ago, yeah. a month and a half ago, um, which is part of why I got invited to um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to talk with y'all, um, which is beautiful. Um, so, yeah, I've been exploring around gender for some time. I'd say my whole life maybe, but um, I think I've worked out ideas around my gender um, in the past years Um, and so you know raised female but also felt a a connection to masculine and um, realized there was some inner misogyny in there through my journey and like coming to peace with that and making seeing the feminine as way more than just what is misogyny you know Um, seeing it as powerful and bright and um, so much more I feel like gender shouldn't be attached to like sex Mm -hmm. like they're separate like Mm -hmm. um and so I like to put quotes when I say masculine and feminine 
Um, so I'm doing little air quotes when I say that. But um, uh, yeah, so months ago, it just kind of came to me talking to friends about gender. I was like, I think this word pangender came to me. This idea of being all genders at once, mm -hmm. which is different to me than um, gender fluid, where you experience different genders at different times. I feel like it's all the masculine, feminine, and beyond the binary is within me mm -hmm. at all times. And um, I just kind of, that word just kind of came to me, and I looked it up later, and it's a, it was a real thing. Um, and so the pangender thing came to me about a month ago, and then... Uh, on St. Patrick's Day, I was at, not for St. Patrick's Day, I don't celebrate, but I was, <laughs> I just happened to be at a friend's place and I met a non-binary person with the name Hill. And I was like, interesting, how did you get your name? How did you come upon that? And they were like, um, I chose the name Hill because it doesn't have a gender attached to it. It's a name without a gender. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that is so cool. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'd heard of a name without a gender attached to it. Even okay. if it's like names have both genders attached to them, but it's still, they're still gendered feeling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was so inspired by that that I was like, I want a name that doesn't have a gender attached now that I'm pangender and I want to be it all at once. And then that evening, the name Slow just dropped. It just was like, I need to be called Slow. And I think a big part of that was like, I uh, happened to uh, have a practice with oracle cards and tarot cards. And that night before, I had asked about how can I teach myself to slow down. And the card I got was from this deck called the Chrysalis Tarot. Mm. Um, and it uh, has a different take on the, the cards than the traditional deck, the Rider Waite or whatever. And it was called the Companion. <laughs> And then that night, my friend literally was like, I want us to move slow together. We were doing a cuddle party. And she was like, I want us to slow down together. Mm -hmm. And so the universe kind of like, it just felt like that was like... Synchronicity. Synchronicity mm -hmm. that brought me the name. And I'm so grateful for it because now every time I get called my name, it's a reminder for myself to really lean into my Taurus rising because according to Stephen Forrest who wrote The Inner Sky, once you get your rising sign energy down, then your show gets on the road. Nice. And so I really... <laughs> oh, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> so I really believe in leaning into our rising signs and mm -hmm. Taurus for me is just this lifelong practice of slowing down, growing up in a family that's always go, 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 go. You know, mm -hmm. we would be running beside my parent when we'd grow up to try and catch up you know and so slowing mm -hmm. down is like a radical thing I feel like which then connects to the um uh uh the conjunction that happened I didn't know yes. about this but I knew that when I came out on um social media I was drawing in I knew I was connecting to that Taurus energy and with the pan gender I felt I was connecting to Aquarian energy that ability to be counter um cultural and you know mm -hmm. break social norms and all right y'all if you were listening to other other episodes the aquarius episode uh this is you're you're thinking the wheels are turning yes slow's gonna get there but i want you to be thinking what what's associated with aquarius okay mm -hmm. keep going slow. yes 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 <laughs> and so i knew i was drawing in that energy of aquarius and taurus um uh and so i 
put that on my post. So I was like, put the little emoji for Aquarius, little emoji for Taurus. And then I happened to be getting an astrology reading and I found out from an astrologer I see named Jessa Walters that that time, that exact time I was going through this name transition, um, my Uranus was conjunct my rising in Taurus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Uranus is associated with Aquarian energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so Uranus in the sky was meeting up with your ascendant. Um, I'm going to put on my teacher hat. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's what we've been waiting <laughs> this for. This is what we pay you for. Yes. Um, so Uranus being like radical change, um, unexpected change, well, perceived unexpected change, because let's be honest, it was... Uh, uh, the lightning bolt situation. Yes, but for the social media announcement, there was this big like, whoa, where is this coming from? Kind of a mm-hmm. explosive uh, thunder strike. And it hit your rising sign, which we just talked about. But also um, the very f- beginning of your um, first house. And the first house is all about identity. Who are you when you say, I am, literally, I am slow. Like, you made a radical change to, like, your name itself. Um, But it also means that you you have a lovely several years now of Mm -hmm. Uranus making its way through your house of identity and what a journey I'm sure it will be. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently at the same time, my son was, was opposite 16 Mm. degrees on my son and 16 degrees on Uranus. So there's also this connection there that was happening between the sun and Uranus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, uh, I just think that, um, with astrology, it's like we are experiencing these energies all the time. And I feel like knowing the energies, like being familiar with these archetypal energies that is astrology supports us in making like very intentional decisions and living with more intention because we're, we know what energy is flowing through us and we can recognize it. And we don't necessarily like, it was really cool to learn about that that was that was confirmed for me that I was connecting to that energy but I didn't need to know it I feel like it would have changed things to know it beforehand yeah and so not knowing it and just tapping into that flow um is such a gift and I think that's like an ultimate magic to be able to really tap into your own energy and know that that is universal energy mm-hmm. at the same time and mm-hmm. how it's interacting with our birth chart I think you bring up a beautiful point uh, mm-hmm. because that kind of goes into the a little bit of predictive. Mm-hmm. So which is better, uh, hindsight or predictive mm-hmm. kind of a thing? Um, and you bring up the point of like, well, if you know a transit is going to be happening, knowing the energy that that will potentially bring to life mm-hmm. will help you through it instead of trying to predict what could happen mm-hmm. because of it's this planet and this sign and this uh, kind of reaction. So it's like, no, you're going to be focusing way too much on what you think might happen and not observe what's actually happening around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where I, I personally like to, to take the like hindsight of like, 
let's try to understand this. Oh, okay, so this just happened. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, I and I hate to bite the hand that feeds us um, because people often want astrology readings for prediction. They want to know what's going to happen in the next year. What's the year ahead going to be like? Um, but I think astrology is so powerful when it gives us something to observe. And because if we're just going to observe life, that's hard to do. There's so much going on. But if you're aware, like, oh, where am I observing Taurus in my life right now? Because I know stuff is happening. Well, there's a lovely language and astrology actually can invite us to slow down. (laughs) Like taking myself since Taurus is is the topic Mm -hmm. like where Taurus is in my chart that's where Mercury is you know being retrograde Mm -hmm. doing its retrograde thing and other people are like freaking out because it's another retrograde I'm like this is feeling fine because it's in a house that's just me so it's only my brain that feels like it's being affected kind of a thing where it's like "Mm." see if we gear up too much to think about these things it can actually take away from the actual experience mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to take a moment and talk oppositions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Taurus is your rising sign. Mm-hmm. So that puts Scorpio at the opposite end. Um, so opposite of rising or ascendant will be descendant. So there's some Scorpio hanging out in the house of relationship. Mm-hmm. Where have you felt that... Um, Scorpio energy in the relationship setting, but also needing to understand how to balance it with Taurus of the I am statement. Mm -hmm. So there's the I dig with others Mm -hmm. to find myself. Like you're asking about the, um, how it's played out recently or? Yeah, I guess, well, my brain was kind of going back to the, like when we've been in conversation and it gets a, a bit too intense or it's like, mm-hmm. oh shoot, we're like Scorpio eyes locking right now. It's like, do we need to take a breath? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a thing. Um, so mm-hmm. how does that play into the mental health side of things? Mm-hmm. Uh, because you were, for me, beautiful at setting a boundary of like, so we're done talking today. Yes. Kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, how has that helped your relationships sort of a thing oh yeah 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 I think with the mental health journey it's like very much been a um yeah a a connection to like when am I becoming overstimulated um and might need to take a break like um I I very much experienced the world as um, synchronicities that happen around me in color and in um, a lot of things have meaning for me through my practices with the cards and um, and so I do feel like I do feel like the universe has our back and will give me signs um, and I can um, watch out for those and just like when I'm in my sensitive period during those couple months where um, I might uh, deal with symptoms more regularly or in the past have dealt with hospitalization. Um, I've just taken those signs and been like, or, or, you know, someone will say something and, um, just a word can mean a lot. 
just mm -hmm. one word can can have a, a great effect on my meaning making mind with all that Scorpio mm -hmm. um, and so yeah I think tapping into Taurus and asking for silence and um, I'm just kind of going off here but it kind of reminds me I've been thinking a lot about desire Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Say more. Taurus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's like desire to me has a lot of electricity, a lot of energy to it. Um, and I think we, I know that I can get attached to desires or we can get attached to desires. Um, but the practice for me is like letting the desire flourish in me, letting it blossom, um, but not being attached to it. Mm -hmm. And like coming back to what I can enjoy in the present moment. And like sometimes, like desire is a powerful energy, I believe. Sometimes if I just let it go, I'll find that this desire has been answered later on in mm -hmm. a maybe a different mm -hmm. unexpected way. It's a beautiful thing. Um, and, but I do feel like, yeah. Uh, like, I just have to put it out there. Mm -hmm. I was like, so that's why it's connected to flowers. Yes. Because, hey. like, who hasn't wanted their orchid to bloom when it's just this tiny little bud? And you're just like, go, go, go. You're not, okay, I'll wait. I, the, the desire is yes. there, but you can't force desire. Yes. <laughs> you yes. can't make it happen any faster. Yes. So it has to go slow. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Well, and this is where, because... Although we talk a lot about astrology here, a big part of my practice is flower essences. I was about to say, flower girl yeah, over here. flowers. <laughs> um, and I was working with a coach um, this past few months. And um, just through working with, there's so many flowers that um, are medicine for Scorpio conditions. Mm -hmm. Things like trauma, abuse, all of these Scorpio-ruled things, some of the most powerful alternative medicines for those issues end up being flowers. Mm -hmm. And my brain's like, oh my gosh, because flowers are Taurus medicine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it feels like, why is this cute little flower doing so much work for helping people integrate the darkest experiences and the darkest parts of themselves mm -hmm. because what we really need is just simple beauty because mm -hmm. no mud no lotus y'all right. yeah. mm -hmm. yeah. you have exactly. to have like you have to have the muck for the lotus to actually mm -hmm. <laughs> do its thing mm -hmm. exactly. and then it blossoms on the top there's the simplicity yes mm -hmm. yes mm -hmm. yes and i feel like the scorpio plague for me has been getting so attached to things and want things a certain way mm -hmm. and like the desire has to be this Fixed this sign. person this way exactly um and the taurus medicine of like releasing surrender and and into back into my body back into the present moment like the bull is in the field like just munching on the grass not like the bull that's like people think about the in spain like you know the yeah. med med matador or whatever so but a phrase that i've heard a lot of not necessarily recently but i'll say like in the past year has been i don't want that to disturb my peace mm -hmm. so i i've been like okay what is what is someone's peace? How do they find their peace? Mm -hmm. Similar to like, well, like, just live your story. Well, what is my story? Like, it, mm -hmm. it, it kind of doesn't make sense unless you, you provided a little bit of context. Mm -hmm. um, and what I've been kind of listening to is, 
well when we are feeling that like the intensity of Scorpio how do I go to the opposite end of that little seesaw of finding the peace well if Taurus can't preserve the peace then it kind of goes off the rail and it's like what am I doing mm-hmm. kind of a thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah I've also noticed the like easy way to just be like no that preserves I need to preserve my peace so there's there's a way of like not dealing with something mm-hmm. <laughs> or setting a boundary and just saying like no that's not something I do kind of a thing mm-hmm. as an opposition to Scorpio energy mm-hmm. that's just a notice that I've seen of like we're giving Taurus a lot of beautiful credit here there can also be a side of Taurus that is like I'm just not going to deal with it right mm-hmm. right because the the point is to balance the two signs not to be one or the other so mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah oh, seesaws yeah <laughs> well and a, another big part of Taurus um that seems easy, that is not easy, um, is the word want. Um, Steve and I have joked about, like, one of, for both of us, the question that we hate the most is, what do you want? Mm -hmm. Uh, That is a loaded, difficult question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Taurus knows what Taurus wants. (laughs) (laughs) Taurus has been given permission to want the things. yeah, so I think that's that's a big part of it, too. Scorpio, I think, gets really intense and digs and becomes obsessive because it's a search for what it actually wants. Well, this, if, if it's okay, I, I, I think um, I have been grappling with this question of desire and, like, and, you know, how it, it, it seems to be that we think that it has to be a certain way. Um, and so, like, the... The magic, what I really think the magic is, is this idea um, that I uh, was talking about with Julia before about this um, queer cosmos on Instagram. Yeah. Um, he talks about uh, how um, we talk about destiny and things like that. And I think that connects with desire. Um, and, but it's like we, there's this beautiful, like he talks about instead of asking what the universe, instead of asking for what we want from the universe, Mm -hmm. why don't we ask what the universe wants through us? And like having the universe dream through us. And I really do believe like when we ask the question of like, what do I want? um, Like we only have our limited like, um, like human brain, which is so like, there's so much, like, the, the cosmos is infinite, you know? And mm-hmm. I feel like what he talks about in this um, one reel um, is that there's no way I could have dreamed up all of the things that the milestones in my life that have, like, happened. Like, there's no way I personally could have dreamed that. And it's like, I feel like um, there's, there's, like, a desire beyond us that's, like, the universe wants for us and we need to and he talks about free will you have to ask the universe what it wants through us and like and so i think it's it's like beautiful to have desire and have that flourish through us and like connect with that emotion but like not being so attached to exactly what it is because i think the universe has so much more for us beyond what we could even dream of yeah 
to just riff a little off of that. If we're asking the universe for what we don't want, <laughs> you're still putting the energy out there of that thing that you don't want. <laughs> like, I don't want negative people in my life. I don't want negative people in my You are going to cultivate negative people to battle against, unfortunately. Like, that is, that is how the universe works. And, like, if you subscribe to the law of attraction, that is how that works kind of a thing. Um, and then there's the law of assumption where it's like, well, I already have it. And that's kind of leading into the um, what you were just talking about, where it's like, no, what does the universe want of you, like through you, mm -hmm. kind of thing. So, well, if you kind of assume you already have that situation, it will just flow through. Mm -hmm. So, like we can we can bring in a lot of different philosophies and things like that, and it all comes back to astrology. Yeah, <laughs> a lovely thing that. Um... Glennon Doyle has talked about in, I think it's in Untamed, um, is that this realization that what the heart desires is good. And she would get challenged on that, especially as somebody who's gone through addiction. And it's like, well, I will tell you what my heart desires is a drink. What my, and this is not good for me. What my heart desires is having sex with someone I know is going to hurt me, but I really desire it. Mm -hmm. That's very Taurus. That's very Venus. Venus will give you permission to do things, even if it's self-sabotaging. Mm -hmm. Venus wants what Venus wants now. Mm -hmm. um, but she talks about how those desires are ultimately signposts that are leading us to what our, our core calling is needs and wants are so we see our desires as signposts instead of uh hungers mm -hmm. exactly that's beautiful and i i really see like scorpio and taurus playing together in that concept well and it's still a really difficult thing for my brain to actually tease apart mm -hmm. what's different between want and desire mm. yeah i guess i kind of acquaint them yeah yeah. Maybe there is a difference. But... but like can there be can they both flip back and forth between those two signs? Yes. Taurus can want, Taurus can desire. Mm -hmm. Um I'm not trying to say one is good, one is bad, one is light, one is dark. Um but like when when does it flip sort of a thing? And maybe that's where we keep an eye on like a finger on oh this is is this a like deeper desire or do I want it? Desire feels a little deeper. Want feels a little surface level. At least to me. At least to me. Our good friend, Debbie Downer, Saturn, <gasps> Debbie ends up coming Downer. in and being like, okay, but are you being responsible for what's going to happen later? Are you taking accountability? Okay, Saturn, thank you. Thank you. Oh, Saturn. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm not sure about how desire plays in with Taurus and, and all of that and whatnot, but what's coming to me right now, which which I'll offer to the space, is um, I had a, my biggest episode. I nearly died in Texas um, with, I was manic, and um, uh, I, I was driving down there for an internship and uh, was going to move there, um, but, you know, that all got thrown off the rails because of... Um, 
my bipolar. And after all that, I lost the internship. My whole life was, you know, turned over. And I just wrote this um, poem that goes, um, hold yourself lightly, take your hopes as grains of sand, calm as a glass lake, desires fall away. And there is something to like, the Scorpio energy in me feels like a lot of that desire and a lot of that wanting. And um, I feel like there is, to me, like the Taurus has a space where you're just in silence. You're mm -hmm. just in the moment. And it's just like this being here, like uh, I have a, there's a Zen teacher um, who taught me about like how there was a comedian that was like being made fun of like on the spot or whatever. And he was like, well, you can say that, but I have a pot pie at home. <laughs> it's like you can say these things about me but I have a deeper sense of like peace or a deeper sense of like content self-contentment that is just like a rock you know Taurus to me mm -hmm. is like a rock mm -hmm. you know and it's like connecting with something beyond desire beyond all this that pulls me either way internally like being able to center and like feel a deeper um like quality of of calm mm. that's that's really nourishing for me mm -hmm. that i think about mm. and then you have to just get that deep buddha laugh at the end of the womb trap yeah exactly <laughs> yeah that, that contentment ah oh, comes with that laugh yes 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 i think contentment is very powerful satisfaction contentment whatever we want to call it yeah, yeah. well we mentioned it um a little earlier, uh, Julia mentioned interplay. Mm -hmm. So you you do many, many, many things. Where where can we find Slow out and about doing their thing? Yeah, yeah. So I'll plug um, I'll plug two things. One thing is interplay, which I'm building into my livelihood is my dream. Um, can you can you explain what interplay is? Yeah. So interplay is improvisational um, movement storytelling and sound music making um, so it's a practice and philosophy that's international people do it all around the world um, but we have a very strong community here in the twin cities you can do interplay online twice a week um, you can do interplay twice a month with me i'm going to be outside in saint paul this summer um, starting next thursday um, we're going to be at Highland Park Picnic Pavilion, which is where you two got to do yeah. interplay yeah. with me when it was oh, Leo season. If you are local, y'all, you should at least try it once. It okay. is so fun. Yes. yes. So fun. Yes. So I really, um, it's something that's tricky to describe, but once you experience it, you know, it's, um, it's some people equate it to like theater games and things like that, but um, it's very much community building. I consider it um a place to uh connect with to learn how to connect with our bodies and the wisdom in our bodies um and also to connect in community and be seen be heard um as well as to witness others in their fullness of expression and i i do want to say how lovely it is to either the the space is set up where you can interact as much as you want or do not want because you brought in the witness and like observance of others doing this thing, which is still connecting you to like the, the human experience. So 
That's awesome. Exactly. I'm very passionate about my interplay being do what you want, whether that's watch, mm-hmm. whether that's, you know, do something different than what I say mm-hmm. <laughs> completely. Make bird noises. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's such a, look at that. We went back to the word want. Um, I feel Good so call. often these things like come play, get out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, Taurus is like, no. I will squarely be in my comfort zone. I will sit under this tree and watch you. (laughs) Um, So, yes, it's a great, that's one of the things that I appreciated about it when I went through it, where it was like, oh, it's a great place to really learn what you want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I love that we circled back to that when we had that whole conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And I love what you said about signposts, desires being signposts. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of um, beautiful... um, philosophy of gratitude and wisdom and like community that underpins interplay and so i i'm happy to you know share it with the world and um i you can find me on uh, facebook right now I, i'm creating a website um so that'll be out soon um but right now you can find me on facebook body connect all one word facilitation that's the name of my business. I'm also on Instagram, Body Connect MN, um, and so that's where I post um, my. I also have been sharing some of my art through that medium, um, but that's where you'll find out about my um, offerings. Um, and then something else I'll plug that I've been doing this year is um, learning about nonviolent communication. So it's also called Compassionate Communication. It was created by Marshall Rosenberg. It's used across the world um, to mediate conflict, but also just to, to I mean, talk about what we what desire. <laughs> like, um, nonviolent communication is all about connecting inwardly to our needs and um, how we have unmet needs and met needs and how those lead to our feelings. And so, perfect to bring up with this topic, I feel like, we're talking about Scorpio and Taurus. Um, so nonviolent communication is something I'm learning and I'm learning along with community. We're doing, um, uh, through an organization called Roots Community Network, which you can find on Facebook. Um, Roots Community Network is something my friend Troy, um, we live at Sprout House together, which is an intentional community in South Minneapolis. Um, uh, Troy, um, founded Roots as part of, um, trying to build intentional communities and an alternative to outside of capitalism to really build this new world together. And so we are learning nonviolent communication because it's a really awesome, uh, like it's not just a tool. Like people think of it as like, it kind of has like a practice to it, like a formula to it, but really it's deeper than that. It's got a whole philosophy that's about how can we live our life, um, how can we give uh, in our fullest? Like, um, how does he phrase it? Like, um, what is what is alive in us, and like what um, requesting what would what would be fulfilling in life? What would fulfill us? So, requesting that of each other um, mm-hmm. is kind of the practice, and it's it's just um, a wonderful. Uh, uh, yeah, practice that I'm, I'm learning along with folks. And so we're doing that on the third Thursday um, at Sprout House. Um, and so if you find Roots Community Network on Facebook, you can see the Facebook events and stuff. 
Um, but that's another thing that that I do. Gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, well thank yeah. you for joining us on our podcast today. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. thank you. Um, and we will catch y'all in a little bit. Do you want to chat astrology with us one-on-one? -on -one? There are so many ways you can do that. We offer one-on-one -on -one readings, couples readings, and astrology skills coaching sessions virtually. We're learning to love our Aquarian post-COVID age through the magic slash science of technology. If you live in the Twin Cities area, you can get in-person readings from me, Julia, at The Eye in Minneapolis, or at Midwest Witchery and Healing in Stillwater. We offer monthly chart chats classes at The Eye, and we'll be hosting a star party, which is an intro class to astrology, at Midwest Witchery and Healing on Wednesday, May 17th. So many more details are available on our website at astrologizeit.com, or follow us on our socials at astrologizeit. Stay shiny, Starlight. Hold yourself lightly. Take your hopes as grains of sand, calm as a glass lake. Desires fall away.